I really love this section of uh, the prophet Zephaniah. Uh, what always stands out to me is the part in verse 17 and 18 that says this, He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. He will exult over you with loud singing as on a day of festival. I love these pictures because they paint for me kind of a, a picture of a relationship between a, a parent and a child. And as a father, I want my kids to know that they that I love them. Uh, and to do that, I, I have to tell them I love them. And I also have to show them that I love them. And that really is the first rule of parents, to love your children. But I really love how the, the prophet Zephaniah uh, phrases the text. He says, he will rejoice over you with gladness. Just think about that. He rejoices over you with gladness. Uh, I always want my kids to know that I rejoice over them, not because of what they've done, but just because of who they are, that they're my children. They're my kids. And, and just for that fact alone, I rejoice over them. And I want them to know that joy. I want both of my kids to hear me singing over them, rejoicing for who they are simply because of who they are. I think these verses also capture my attention because they address a fear that I often have. This fear that I have in my heart, uh, I often fear that I'm not enough for God, that, uh, that I haven't done enough good things or I've done too many bad things uh, to bring a smile to God's face. I feel as if God is holding off on singing over me until I get my act together, until I, until I do a little better, and then he'll sing over me. Uh, and I think there's some of you out there who might feel the same way, that struggle with this same issue, these same fears that I have. We fear that we aren't enough for God uh, to rejoice over, with, over us with gladness. So therefore, we oftentimes, when we read Scripture, we'll kind of skip over that positive stuff, or we'll focus too much on the negative. We'll, we'll read the text, but it doesn't apply to us. We, it, okay, God's rejoicing, but we don't realize that he's rejoicing over us. Or we'll read the text and we focus so much on the negative, we can't see really what's going on. And, and the text actually has a lot of negative rabbit trails that we could chase down. You know, verse 14 talks about, uh, what, about judgment and enemies. And so we could get uh, sidetracked on thinking about we should we be judged? Who's getting judged? Who are our enemies? Verse 15 uh, talks about fearing disaster and how often we can get sidetracked into fearing disaster. Verse uh, 16 mentions fear again. Verse 17 describes the Lord as a warrior bringing victory. And sometimes we might be asking ourselves, who's God fighting and why? Uh, verse 18 brings up disaster again and reproach. Uh, how often do you use the word reproach? Verse 19 brings up oppressors. Who are these oppressors? What are they oppressing? And all of these are reasonable questions to ask of the text as we look at the text, but that's not the focus of the text. The focus of the text is that God is rejoicing over us. But too often we get sidetracked. We can't see the positive. But today I believe the Lord wants to renew you in his love, as Zephaniah 3.17 says. He wants to renew you in his love. So how does God go about renewing you in his love? Well, I think he does it with joy. And there's a great uh, story in the book of Nehemiah. It's also in the Old Testament. It's uh, chapter 8 of Nehemiah. 
And in this chapter, we uh, let me set the scene for you. It's a, it's a day in which uh, they're reading the law. It's, it's all, all the people of Israel have gathered together. The prophet Ezra, he's up at the front and he's reading the scripture, the law out loud. It's kind of like a Sunday morning service and a revival and Sunday school all kind of wrapped up in one. You see, the people had neglected the law for many years and, and they hadn't read it in a long time. And so as the prophet uh, Ezra is up there reading, there are people in the crowds going around helping them understand what the text means. Uh, and, and so you kind of have this, this uh, setting. And guess how the people responded? Uh, they were grieved. They were convicted because they weren't doing what God had told them to do. So I want to read from Nehemiah 8, 9 through 12. We read these words. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra, the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go your way. Eat the fat and drink sweet wine and send portions of them to those whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord and do not be grieved. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Verse 11. So the Levites stilled all the people saying, Be quiet for this day is holy. Do not be grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and drink and to send portions and to make great rejoicing because they had understood the words that were declared to them. The joy of the Lord is your strength. It's one of my favorite verses. I love it so much. You see, God is telling the people, don't be grieved. It, yeah, you, you haven't obeyed me. There's a lot of bad that has happened, but don't grieve. Enjoy a great meal uh, with those around you. Give to those who don't have anything during this holy season. I don't know about you, but that sounds a lot like Christmas, our Christmas holiday. We should be doing the same thing at Christmas. God was telling the people, and, and I believe he's telling us today, don't grieve, don't grieve. Grief will not give you strength. Enjoy the season with those around you and give to those in need. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, I'm fascinated by how uh, the world and my, my own flesh oftentimes tries to hijack our joy. Just the other day, I was uh, walking to Palace Coffee in the morning. It's kind of my habit get out of the office for a minute or two. And I was walking, uh, and I was about halfway there to Palace. And that whole time that I was walking, uh, going through my head were all of these things that were happening uh, around me. I was, my troubles, uh, I kind of had a litany of complaints and I felt tired and was uh, kind of worn out and, uh, and troubles and things and challenges I was facing. And, and, and all of those thoughts as they're swirling through my head began to affect my mood. And I was Kind of feeling in a bad mood and and all of a sudden though a, a different question began to emerge in my mind and, and i think it was from the holy spirit i'm going to give him credit and, and the question was this why are you in a bad mood why and and i started to go the, through the list of whys right you know someone might talk to you and say what's going on why are you in a bad mood and you start to explain to them why I, you're in a bad mood and i was kind of doing that to myself and to god and but i stopped and i refocused and I, and I recognized it was a beautiful morning. The sun was shining. I was walking to go get coffee at Palace Coffee. And, and then the verse appeared in my mind, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I began to reflect at that moment that I was tired, that I wasn't feeling strong, I was feeling weak. Uh, but then I kept saying the verse over and over in my head, 
The joy of the Lord is my strength. And then I realized it's not my joy that gives me strength. It's, it's God's joy that gives me strength. And it kind of freed me from not having to, to stress over what joy I had, but to, to lean on, to gather that joy that God gives. And, and then all of a sudden I began to reframe uh, those mental maps that I was having in my mind. And uh, I realized uh, that God had given me strength, that d- God does give me strength, and He gives me joy. And, and it began to refocus my day. A smile came on my f- face, and I, and I began to realize all the blessings, and I was meditating on those blessings that God has given me. And it changed everything. Uh, the blessings of knowing God and who He is and re- that He was rejoicing over me. It made all the difference in the m- world. Immediately, my mood changed. Now, the circumstances, the troubles, all those things, they're still there. But it changed how I looked at things. And I began to, again, for the rest of that journey to Palace Coffee, to just meditate on that verse. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. That's so important. You know, one of the things I've realized that at Christmas time is that kids get it right when it comes to Christmas. so much more than we do as as adults so often. Uh, This is one of the primary reasons why we wrote this series, uh, Old Fashioned Christmas, because we want you to kind of tap into that that joy of being a child and approaching Christmas with the eyes of a child, with that, that, uh, that joy that comes with Christmas. But so often we adults, we go through the Advent uh, Christmas season looking like this. We look like this because we we are focusing on the negative. We're focusing on all the things that we have to do, the budgets, the parties, the the gifts, wondering if we're going to have enough, all of these things, and they they can overwhelm us and begin to focus on those. But I wish we were like kids who often approach the Christmas season like this. You know, children expect the whole holiday season to be just one long glorious fun experience they anticipate it they can't wait for it uh, they they love seeing family and hanging out with friends getting out of school they embrace the hope of of the season and what they hope to get for christmas you know the kids at christmas they eat dinner plus dessert and they're not worried about calories uh, and the list could go on and on and i know it's easy you know as an adult, to think, well, they're kids. They don't have to worry about anything. But we have all these things that we have to worry about. Well, yeah, it is easier for kids. Uh, they don't have as much, but there's still things to worry about. But, but, it's, but it also reveals a truth that as adults, so often we tend to focus on the negative. We tend to focus on uh, those things that we have no control over instead of focusing on the joy of the Lord. Instead of focusing on the Father above who sings over us with rejoicing, who loves us and loves to lavish himself on us, we miss our focus. And and I want us uh, today to embrace kind of that old-fashioned Christmas, to try to encounter Christmas as children do. Children, you know, they're great at finding joy in the moment and, uh, and the wonder of the season. This Advent and Christmas season, I want to encourage you, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, to, to seek out those moments of unexpected joy. They're there if, if we only have eyes to see. 
And I would encourage you to wake up every morning of this season of Advent and, and, and just be in anticipation that you're going to experience joy sometime that day. Let me give you some examples, some things that you can kind of focus on. You know, for me, uh, when I'm tempted to focus on the baggage of the season, the struggles, the, the pressures, the deadlines, uh, I, I reflect back on Scripture. And again, I would encourage you to use this. The joy of the Lord is my strength, uh, especially this week uh, as, as the pressures of life uh, push down on you. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Instead of focusing on all the adult problems, try to see through the eyes of a child who sees the wonder of God's creation, the wonder of the season, the wonder of the birth of Jesus Christ. I would encourage you to do that. And when you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed, maybe take a few moments to yourself. Maybe watch a, a great Christmas movie, one of your favorites, and, and just take some time to reflect uh, on the goodness of God and enjoy the season. But another great option is rather than just looking for that joy, search out ways to provide that joy to others. You know, there's so many people who have to work during the season, holiday season, waiters, waitresses, servant, uh, service industry. How can you provide joy to them, either by giving them a great tip or thanking them for what they're doing, looking them in the eye, smiling, uh, talking to them? Just bringing joy to someone else around you is so important. As a family, you might buy a, a box of, of Christmas cards or even make some Christmas cards and take them, walk them to your neighbors and just say Merry Christmas and try to bring joy to those around you. There's many ways to do that. Think of something creative where you can get out of your own head and focus on what God has done for you in your life. Because I believe there's joy all around us during this holiday season. If we'll only have eyes to see. Um, look at Christmas through the eyes of a child. Now, as we kind of wrap up this morning, I want you to, to just think about where your joy is. And if you've lost that joy, really pray that God would restore it in your heart today. Because I want to remind you again, the joy of the Lord is your strength. He will exult over you with loud singing as on a day of festival. The God of heaven and earth rejoices over you he loves you, He has saved you, and He has sent Jesus this Christmas. May it be your joy. Let us pray. In this moment, Lord, we thank You. We thank You for the joy that You give us. We thank You for the, the prophet Zephaniah who reminds us that God rejoices over us. And in this holy season, we're reminded of of Nehemiah, where we, we know there are times to grieve. We know there are times to, to mourn. We know we have broken your law. We know we have sinned. But in this season, we're reminded that when we ask for forgiveness, you, you wipe the slate clean, that you renew us. And we can even rejoice in the midst of grief because we are a people that have been given hope and love. And we rejoice. We thank you, God, for your gift of Jesus. Emmanuel, God with us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.